Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, this is Dr. Joseph Walker, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. So grateful to have you connect today and make no mistake about it. This is the place where we grow together as leaders, attempting to share strategies that I believe will help every leader become the next level leader that we are trying to get you to become. There's something happening in you. You're seeing it every single day. You're moving into a place of strategic leadership. And you've got to have the tools. You've got to have the strategies in order to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. So you're in the right place at the right time. And I want to thank all of you for sharing this podcast. I open up every podcast the same way because I want to thank you for subscribing to this podcast. Thank you. And I encourage you to share it with as many people as you can to let them know that this podcast is being a blessing to you. If it's blessing you, then let it bless someone else. We're reaching hundreds of thousands, literally, right now. And we would love to reach many, many more. So would you help us do that? It would mean so much if you did. So thank you in advance for helping us to touch the world through Next Level Leader Podcast. Also, I encourage you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. Do that now if you're not following me. Joseph Walker, the number three. And also, if you don't mind, go to our website, josephwalker3.org for more information about leadership or our content, our books, or ways in which we can come and be a blessing to you and your team. Today, I want to talk about something that I believe is one of those things that every business, every leader, every person needs to understand, particularly in seasons like this. If you're going to be an effective next level leader, you have to learn how to perfect the pivot. Now, what do I mean by that? When you think about the pandemic and when the pandemic began, what was incredibly important for industry is that they knew how to pivot through innovation. You began to see places opening up outdoor dining. You began to see places creating touchless ways of engaging commerce. People were able to come and pull in and have items dropped in their trunk. This is called a pivot. Pivot allows us to still maintain a level of productivity and efficiency while at the same time not compromising the value and the integrity of our organization. Churches had to learn to do this. They had to move from just having people in the pew to actually ministering to people on their own couch, in their homes, through technology. So there was a technological pivot that was necessary. I want to help you understand how to pivot so that you can remain relevant and you can remain efficient in making certain that your business, your ministry, all of what you're trying to do can remain successful. Now, first of all, you have to embrace the necessity of change. Here is the deal. (laughs) The future belongs to those who open the positive change. And if you do not embrace that change is necessary, you will be on the wrong side of history. There are people who don't see the handwriting on the wall, who believe that things are not changing or shifting. And so they are holding on to systems and ways of functioning that will be antiquated in just a few months, not even years. 
because it's moving so fast. So as a leader at the front line, you have to sense change. You have to feel change in the atmosphere and know something is happening. And you have to begin to position your organization, your vision and all to prepare for the inevitable. I wrote in my book, Leader Shifts, that shift happens. It's going to happen whether you're prepared for it or not. And so it is important that you embrace the necessity. There comes a moment where every leader looks at his organization or her organization and says, something needs to change here. This will no longer be effective. The way in which we're doing business, the way in which we're doing ministry, the way in which we're implementing our vision is no longer effective for this particular generation or this particular season. So what do I do? I must pivot. Now in pivoting, here's the second thing I want you to really pay attention to because I believe it's just as important. As you pivot, Please hear this. Please, please, please hear this. You have to remain grounded in your core values. A pivot does not mean that you are changing fundamentally who you are. You are still holding fast to the core values that have caused you to be where you are in the successes you've attained. You know, in basketball, listen, there's a thing called pivot. And typically it's often in offense. It's an offensive move that meant that a player has his or her foot planted and they're able to use the other foot as a pivot foot because they cannot move both feet because it would be a violation. Now, this is different than the defense because defense is adjusting. I have this player. I have that player. That's adjusting, moving feet, moving feet. But when you have the ball and you pick the ball up and you are pivoting, that meant that something has to be grounded in order for the pivot to work. Let me say that again. Something has to be grounded in order for the pivot to work. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because there are many people who want to pivot, but they're not grounded. There's no value. There's no foundation. So you have to begin to look at what are our core values? What are our beliefs? And can I remain grounded as a ministry, as an organization in those things while I pivot? Because I cannot compromise my value in order to pivot to accommodate a culture that will never appreciate who I am fundamentally. When you look at organizations that have pivoted, (laughs) they're still the same. Target is still the same. Same values. Walmart is still the same. Same values. Ministries who do what they do, but doing it in the virtual space, same values, same things, same words, same music. But it's just a pivot. So please understand. I cannot stress this anymore important than it is. Make certain that you remain grounded in your core value. Here's the third thing. Surround yourself with innovative and creative thinkers. A part of the pivot is putting yourself in a room with people who are thinking in creative ways. One of the things I've learned as a leader trying to be successful out here is to put myself in a space where they're creative and innovative thinkers, people who have their finger on the pulse of what's going on with innovation and technology. And they're showing me things, you know, we were pivoting into this technological space. There were so many different things I had to learn about Roku and other things I had to learn about YouTube and all of that. And I knew about it, but I didn't know like how to do the analytics on the backside. You know, you're learning about TikTok, you're learning about all these different things, innovative things you could do, how to use Instagram stories, how to use Instagram reels. These were innovative tools in order to get the message that I had out. In other words, I would have never known that had I not had innovative people around me telling me, hey, you could use this platform to do that and connect with that platform to connect with that platform. 
we leave so much on the table because we're not surrounding ourselves with people that are thinking innovatively and creative. So do not, do not suffocate the creatives in your organization. Allow them to come forward to give you ideas that can help you be more effective in the pivot. It's an amazing thing that will happen, man, when you put yourself in a space where you can listen to all of these creative and innovative ideas. Some of them may be far-reaching, but trust me, when you really look at it, the things that are thrown at the wall, something of great value and significance will be able to be used to help your organization get to the next level. So surround yourself not with people who are holding on to tradition, which is nothing but frozen success, people who are holding on to what has always been, but surround yourself with people that are thinking outside the box, innovative and creative people. Here's the fourth thing. Be willing to separate, (laughs) watch this, from some things you've held sacred. Now, this is a tough one. (sighs) What things in your organization have been held sacred? I mean, what things do you feel like, wow, we've always done this, and this is what we've always done, and it's hard to change it, and wow, what would happen in our organization if we change this or change that? For example, I'll use church. I'll use a ministry, for example, because that's the space I live in mostly. Someone may say, well, what happens if we have to move communion to another Sunday? Or what happens if we have to pivot in how we do offering or how we, how we baptize? We at Mount Zion Church in Nashville, we had to pivot. Baptism was important to us. We did it in our churches, but now we had to go to the YMCA. We pivoted and did it in the pool and allowed families to baptize their loved ones because we wanted to make sure people were engaged, but also we were trying to be socially responsible around a pandemic. Now, how does that impact us in terms of what is sacred? It was a mindset. You have to shift how people receive communion, how people, you know, experience worship, how people, you know, understand how to get things done. It's the same thing that you must do in your business. You have to be willing. You have to be willing to separate sometimes from things that you've held sacred, those sacred cows. Because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, I think I read somewhere where that's called insanity. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) when you're trying to pivot, listen, all is fair game. What can we do to make this better? What can we do to separate from this and make it this way and do it this way in order we can affect more people and reach a broader audience? Stop holding on to things, making them sacred cows in your business, in your organization, when in fact they will no longer be relevant and no longer be able to really reach the audience that you need to reach going forward. Big challenge, I know. Gut check, I know. But if you're going to be a next level leader, this is what you have to think through. Now, let me tell you this. I want to spend a little time on this next one. All right. I want you to really begin to redact your budget. Part of the pivot is redacting, editing, revisiting, and regrouping around how you spend money in your organization. Full transparent moment. In our ministry, we had to change our budget items. We began to shift budget more into technology. We began to shift more budget into our youth and children, into engagement in the virtual space. Why was that important? And then we shifted into outreach. Why? We were doing outreach, but we made, it, <laughs> we made it a major part of what we did because we saw the church having to pivot from just coming in, gathering, doing a few events here and there. No, we wanted outreach to be the core of who we were because what the pandemic did was amplify what we always knew. All the disparities in healthcare, 
all the disparities in education, all the disparities in right away. So we felt here's an opportunity for us to address these things. COVID's going to teach us anything. The pivot is let's address these areas that were exposed in COVID. But also, we had to begin thinking about the importance of technology. Yes, we were streaming. We had already pivoted, but we had to begin to think, is our internet strong? You know, do we have the right updated camera system? You know, we wanted to make sure that people at home had the same experience that people had in the building. We called it dual efficacy. So we put a new budget item around our technology, around all the things we did in marketing, all the things we did in cameras and all of that. Why is that important? Because you're going to have to think as you pivot, you're going to have to make sure you are funding the pivot. <laughs> you can't pivot toward technology if you don't have a budget for technology. You can't pivot toward greater customer service if you don't put a budget toward customer service. So whatever you're trying to pivot toward, you have to have resources in order to sustain it, in order to train people, in order to get people to the next level. And so this is so important. So you look at your budget and say, now, where are we going as an organization? And how do we begin to redact money we've spent here and put it here because this is the future? You start spending money based on the future of the organization versus what you've always done. That's what we had to do. And mind you, <laughs> we are grateful because being responsible budgetarily, I think, brings integrity even greater to your organization. All right, here is number six. Big one, rebranding. Part of the pivot, man, is now you have to rebrand. You've done all these amazing things, right? You said all these different things in place, the technology, right? You surrounded yourself. You've got all these great ideas, all these different things you've done. You know change is coming. You've begun to pivot because of that, but you're going to have to reintroduce yourself to the world. The rebrand is real. The rebrand is about, listen, we're still the same. Look at the commercials you see on television. Look at the things you're beginning to see. You're seeing companies that have been longstanding companies, but they're rebranding themselves because they've expanded, because they have pivoted. They're letting you know what else they're available to do in this pandemic. Now, touchless this, and now this on the go, and now this and that, more efficient, right? That's a rebrand. That's showing you, like banks, you don't have to even come into the bank anymore. You can basically do it all from your phone. It's showing you how easy it is to impact and engage through banking systems. That's a rebrand. Because if you don't let people know that this is actually possible, if you don't let people know it's happening in your organization, how would they ever come to know it? So I want to encourage you. I want to I really, really lay in on this. You're going to have to make certain that you rebrand. Find someone in marketing that's really good, helping take what you've already done and represent that in a way where it's not something like totally new. People are like, who is that? What is that? They know it's you, but they see the hard work you have put in to pivot your organization. Does that make sense? All right. It means something. Look at your branding. Look at your website. Look at your app. Look at your advertisement. It should be pivoting as your organization is pivoting, your language, the corporation is saying the same thing. The people that work on your team are all speaking the same language because there's a pivot in how we rebrand what we do. All right. So let me remind you of what we've already talked about before I go to principle number seven. First, we talked about how you have to embrace the necessity of change. Change is inevitable. It's going to come. A leader who's the next level leader clearly sees it, understands it and says, hey, we got to make this move. We have to do it now. Secondly, they remain grounded in their core values. We're not changing who we are. We're not changing the things that have kept us and helped us to become 
the organization we are in terms of our integrity, in terms of our fundamental principles of, of, of operating. This is about our value system, right? We're not compromising that, but we are surrounding ourselves with innovative and creative people, putting those young people in the room, putting those not so young people in the room. They have ideas that may stretch us, that may cause us to look at it a different way. We can get the thing done, or we can get it done in so many different ways. We can leverage our influence and our platform in ways in which we've never imagined through technology and innovation. That's why having very creative people in the room matters. Is number four, being willing to separate from some things you've held sacred. There are things in our, in our lives, there are things in our organizations that we felt like were sacred cows. You can't touch it. It's always been that way. Let it alone. But if you're going to pivot, you're going to have to understand the importance sometimes of just saying, hey, we've got to let that go in order to shift and move forward. We've got to be clear. Nothing can be held as a sacred cow if you're going to really pivot because you don't know which way the pivot's going to take you in order to be effective. Airlines were, ooh, you know they had to pivot. Airlines pivoted in a pandemic. Some things airlines held sacred, but they loosened certain restrictions in order to accommodate what was going on. Think about that. That's a pivot. When you're going through security, you think about this for a moment. They had this three-ounce liquid, right? All you can take is three ounces of liquid, none more. TSA changed it during the pandemic. Now you can take the larger bottle of sanitizer, because they had to pivot, right, in order to make sure they were in line with helping people remain safe. So you've got to be willing to say those things that we held sacred, are we willing to change those things in order that we might still be effective? Number four is making certain, or number five, I'm sorry, redacting our budget, looking at our budget items and making sure we're shifting in the right direction, putting money where the pivot is going. And number six was all about rebranding ourselves reintroducing ourselves to the world in a way that lets them know we put in the hard work and we're ready to accommodate what they need accommodated. Now, here's number seven, remain relevant. It's something I teach about all the time. Relevance matters. To remain in the conversation, to still be a viable force. When you pivot, when you perfect the pivot, people are still talking about how well you're doing. People are still talking about, you know what? That business, that church was strong then and it's strong now because they're continuously relevant. I look at their marketing strategies. I look at their infrastructure. I look at how they present and produce what they produce. And it is still relevant even today as it was then. One of the things I, I celebrate in our ministry is having these innovative and creative people around me that keep our ministry relevant. 20 years ago, we were relevant and we're still relevant today, still accomplishing things today, even at another level. Your business, your vision, your institution, as a leader, as you're listening to me now, remember this, wake up every day with this fear in your mind. I refuse <laughs> to be a once was. I refuse to be a once was. Relevancy is the key. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope I've helped you today. Perfect the pivot. Pivot's going to happen and you're going to have to be able to perfect it if you're going to remain effective. I want to thank you for tuning in today to another edition of Next Level Leader Podcast. And I'm thankful. And I want you to share this with somebody and let me know if you were blessed at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Let me know. Send me a message. Post it. Post the link. Tell somebody you've got to listen to this one because this one is going to change your life. Thank you so much. And I appreciate each one of you. And until next time, may the Lord bless you. That's my prayer. Be blessed. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, 
cpnshows.com or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting 